Week six. All right, Steve. Here we are. Hey, week Jacqueline. six. So here we are, Steve and Jacqueline, married with picks. Week six of the NFL season. Um, so I figured we would start with a little recap of last week, Steve, since uh, we had a pretty good week last week. I wanted to point out that my two best plays of the week both came through the Bill O'Brien revenge game and Houston the Texans underdog cover the Giants. Giants against the Cowboys. Giants came through for <clears> should have won week. that game outright. Uh, should have, could have, would have, but three points was close enough, right? Yeah. Um, Enter the red rifle. So I don't know about you, but I won a little bit of money last week. I put a two-team parlay in on the Houston Texans and the, um, against the Jets. And uh, I won that. Won uh, some money on the two-touchdown Derrick Henry game. So it was a pretty good week. Love Miami. We had some other good picks, which we displayed prominently right here. <laughs> Our nice board. Garoppolo struggled out of the gate from his first game back from injury. Um, so we nailed that one. It was pretty good. And uh, I don't think anybody saw Oakland uh, taking it to Kansas City, so we can't be mad at no, ourselves for that, that one. one. Um, I did like Carolina last week. They struggled. Um, but when we got into the Tuesday game, which was unfortunate because it was so far out and it was COVID, I don't think we talked a lot about it on last week's podcast, but we both really liked uh, the underdog. Well, nah, actually, you like Buffalo, right? I did. I yeah. went against my team and uh, they proved me wrong. Yeah, I lit up the Texan or the Titans. So I really liked the Titans, went in at halftime, went after the Titans. They um, steamrolled. So, all right, moving on to week six. And I have to say, I don't love these matchups here this week, but we'll see um, how it goes. So first- Where do you want to start? Well, we'll start at the top. First game is Chicago at Carolina. Um, Carolina favored by one and a half, and that's gone down from three. Now, my first take on this game was Carolina. But when I think about the matchups more, it kind of leads me towards Chicago. Because you can run on Carolina. Um, they're like the worst run defense in the NFL. Um, I mean, Todd Gurley ran all over them last week. So I don't know that Chicago has to do much else. They have a better secondary. So that kind of leads me towards Chicago. But usually my first take is the right take, so I am hesitant to go with my change take. So I, I don't think I'm going to really play this game. Well, David Montgomery looked really good, so that would be the fantasy impact, right? You're saying play David Montgomery, the running back from the Bears. For sure. Um, man, Nick Foles back in the saddle again, and now for the Chicago Bears, and he is undefeated. <laughs> this year as the quarterback. So it's tough to go against Chicago here, especially with Nick Foles, because you know how I feel about Nick Foles. Um, borderline a shrine in my bedroom. Love the guy. Super Bowl 52 MVP. However, I'm going to go with Carolina this week. I like Carolina, as you know. I've been liking uh, Matt Rule all season. Um, defense is a little shaky early, but it seems like they're building into the team concept. So I'm actually, Carolina's a play for me here. I think when you look at the records, Bears, back a little bit. Back a little bit. The Bears are four and one. <clears throat> They're on the road. They're coming off that big win last week against Tampa Bay. Carolina, uh, three and two. So they're one game behind. 
And I just like how Teddy Bridgewater is getting Carolina going, especially um, I think they'll struggle running the ball a little bit, but with Teddy Bridgewater there, he should be able to pick up the running game with his running ability out of the quarterback position. And I like Carolina. Well, I do feel, I feel like Teddy Bridgewater, maybe like, you know, he's starting with a new team this year. So it's taken him a little bit of time to adjust. So I feel like, you know, they're on a upward trajectory. Um, and all without Christian McCaffrey, remember, uh, Robbie Anderson, another player that, um, has left Adam Gase and is finding success. So, um, yeah. And what's the next game? Moving on, next game is Detroit at Jacksonville. And I am going to go with Detroit on this one. Um, and I don't know if it sounds like DJ Shark or Chark, I guess it technically is, is questionable right now. So, and I feel like that would be a difference maker. Um, so if he's out, I'm definitely on Detroit. And I think either way I'm on Detroit. I think if Chark plays and he's healthy, I think that it is a difference maker. Uh, they could be without Chark for second time in four games. This is saying, so it's not looking good. Uh, he's definitely listed as questionable right now. If Chark doesn't play, I will never take Jacksonville. Um, it's clear Great. when he doesn't play that they can't move the ball and that he's, um, Garner Mishu's favorite target. So I'm for the for the I'm just gonna stay off of it. I do kind of like Jacksonville as a play if Chark when Sunday comes around and Chark is playing. I don't like Detroit and Jacksonville being a home dog here. I think you really got to consider Jacksonville. But officially from a pick standpoint, with Chark being questionable, I gotta stay off of it because I think he just means too much to the offense. I agree. Um, I mean, I think like from a coaching perspective, um, Matt Patricia's gotta be feeling a little bit of heat down there in Detroit with uh two coaches out already. So, I mean, if he wants to keep his job, he probably got to get some victories here. All right, so can but we talk I, about that real quick? So we had three coaches that we lined up at, what, week one, where we thought we were going to be fired. Two out of the three have been fired. Bill O'Brien, Dan Quinn have both been fired. But the one we thought was the favorite was Adam Gase, and he's still around with the Jets. So he's still alive. Maybe we expand this. Do you want to expand it to Matt Patricia? Well, no, because <laughs> even though I feel like – Adam Gase is the worst coach in the NFL, and he's the number one that deserves to be fired. He'll be the last one to get fired. Well, Matt Patricia, in my opinion, is not going to get fired. I mean, he's still – it's only his second year. He's a couple uh, games uh, in. I think it's, he's third, coming it's from, third year. Is it his third, third year? year? Has it been that long? And they've gone I think you're down right. rather than up. I don't think he, he has a lot of support of the players either. I feel like they don't like him. <laughs> so that's not a good – good place they, to be the way they play their games they don't have a lot of fight at the end so when you see teams giving up the lead at the end but that's that's i mean really is what detroit does right i mean we talk about it all the time how matt stafford just shows up for one half of football so a lot of times it's the first half and then the second half nobody nobody comes to play yeah so i mean i could definitely see patricia getting fired before case but all right let's move on so, and speaking of fired coaches, next game is Atlanta at Minnesota. So now last week I loved Houston because of the firing of Bill O'Brien. I don't feel the same way with this game though, because I don't think the players hate it, Dan Quinn. Um, so I don't think that there's that like motivation factor on their part. Um, so I think overall I would still be on Minnesota in this game. All right. So major fantasy impact here. Uh, Dalvin Cook is out. Uh, I don't think that's a major. 
I think impact. it is because you can't start Dalvin Cook if you have him in fantasy. Yeah. So if but, you're playing your daily fantasy, what you want to look at is Alexander Madison, who um, filled out in for Cook after he got injured last week and had 112 yards rushing. So Madison seems to be like a strong play here, especially with the sieve defense that Atlanta has displayed this season. Okay. I agree with you there. So do you have a pick on the game, Steve? Um, no, I do not. Really? I don't like it. I you, want to take Atlanta. I'm not taking them again. So. You always take Atlanta. I know. And this will probably can you, can this you, is probably no, no, when but, you want to go because I'm giving up on Atlanta. No, no, yeah. So, I'm, but can you take Atlanta? Because I want to take Minnesota. Uh huh. But I need you to take Atlanta first. Yeah, I'm not taking Atlanta. All right. This week. You say that almost as if like my picks are bad in general. You're just saying that because no, of Atlanta specific. I mean, I've pictured yeah. Atlanta. Don't listen to anything I say well, about Atlanta. Well, Atlanta and Houston. I mean, you were on them every single week and every single Houston week they too. Lost. I mean, I pretty much drafted um, and Watson Philly, in every. But we well, won't, that's we every won't blame year. you for that. That's every season. Um, Clearly. So, all right. So, I no pick. Can we go to the next game? Well, I wanted to talk about the total because I think this has the highest total on the whole board. 54 is what I'm seeing. Um, Jacksonville is just as high. I know I saw a different game that was higher. All right. So it opened at 57. It's down to 54. I don't see this being like a shootout, though, because Minnesota plays a, a slow game. They want to run the ball. So unless Atlanta jumps out to a lead, I don't see it being the shootout that that total would predict. Um, I don't like to play a lot of under, so I won't touch it, but just a thought. Um, so next game is Houston at Tennessee. And I am not going to make the same mistake twice and go against my Titans. So I'm going to take the Titans, even though it's a short week after a short week. I still think that they are just dominating. All right, I'm on the other side here. I had talked about Tennessee last week. I really did like them in the spot there. I like Tennessee in general, um, but I think it was a good spot against Buffalo because Buffalo was coming in undefeated. Everybody was really high on them. It was a good place for them to take the loss. I think um, Houston, who I've been on all season now, I see a different team out there. Brandon Cooks had over like 160 yards. They all looked like they were having fun. They were, you know, um, throwing the ball deep down the field. It looked like a different team without Bill O'Brien, almost as if, you know, the crotchety old man is gone and now we can party. So um, I like love Romeo Cornell. I think everybody looks at him with respect and he'll command the respect of all the players. Um, so it was, it's a good interim coach to come in with somebody of his authoritative figure who has been around the game for so long and everybody respects. I see Houston, really, it's a locker room play. I think they got a shot to kind of run some games out here. I, I'm going to look for Houston to make a run in the season and make up for some of those losses early that they had. Um, so I'm going to take Houston here. I think it's a three-point game, the bottom line. If they lose, they're only going to lose by three points. So as long as you're getting that hook um, all over Houston, you get three, um, I, would, I would just – be a little more cautious, but that that's this is a game where I think that hook's going to come into play. I try to hesitate to be that specific, but I really do feel like there's sometimes when I feel like there's a three-point game on the board. Again, it's a division game. They know each other really well, so um, I look at it to be a tight battle. I agree with you there. I think it could be a bit of a shootout, but I feel like Tennessee, their secondary, maybe I think Malcolm Butler came back um, last week. 
So they were definitely much better on defense. Butler had like two picks. Yeah. yeah. They were much better on defense, much better in the secondary against the Bills than they had been in previous weeks, like with the Vikings and those games that they played. Yeah, solid. I would actually consider this game because I think it's going to be tight around the line. This will be a double teaser game. So you could tease both sides and hit them both. All right. So next game up is the, is this the NFC East? The NFC least Washington heading to the Meadowlands to face the New York Giants. Yeah, two really bad teams in a really bad division. All right, so we got a three and a half opening line that's bet down to three, two and a half in some places. So um, if that trend continues, you'll probably see two around kickoff. Um, I'm not, I have no comment on this game. I'm not going to take Washington. It's Washington and Atlanta, and, you know, pretty much Houston, but um, that they've been getting me all season. I, I like. I am actually looking at Washington here for Alex Smith and to kind of rally around him. He didn't look that great when he got back in, but um, I think a lot of people in the organization were just happy to see him get on the field. So it was a win there. So I want to see the progress that he builds. And Yeah, but is it even him at quarterback this week or is it Kyle Allen back? Uh, I'm not sure. I'm Kyle pretty Allen sure it's Kyle back. Allen. I think Kyle Allen got taken out with a concussion last week, but I think he's... He did get hurt. He's back. Um. He's been medically cleared to resume, so he's yeah. he should be starting. Yeah. So I don't well, know. When two bad teams play each other, I just kind of avoid the situation. The My philosophy is two bad, two really bad teams take the points. I would take Washington, but I'm not making that a play. Okay. All right. Let's move on. So this next game, game is sucks. kind of interesting. We have Cleveland at Pittsburgh, and yeah. Cleveland four and one. I mean, they're actually. Yeah, it's the four and Pittsburgh Steelers. Not the Cleveland Browns. They don't suck like we thought. Known and loved for so many years. Um, um, they go to Pittsburgh and beat Pittsburgh, then <laughs> I'll stop trashing the Browns. But until they show that they can go into one of these um, division games and clean up well, against the Pittsburgh or Baltimore. Here's the the question. It's a revenge game for the um, helmet incident that happened last year. Oh, this is the first time they're playing each other, huh? So, and I, that's... Miles Garrett? Yes. So that's what some of the players like Kareem Hunt um, have come out and said, that this is this game is for Miles Garrett. I don't know if this... The Browns, how's, it, how's it for Miles Garrett when he was the madman swinging his helmet around like a crazy person? Well, I don't know. There's two sides to every story. And Were they sticking he said with the, the other comments? Guy said something. I, let's not go down that road. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot what happened. If, now, if there was truth to that, then we would <laughs> be justified. Baker Mayfield is questionable with a chest injury from last week. Um, OBJ was sent home for an illness, uh, not covid apparently, or at least he tested negative. So, I mean, that obviously makes a difference. If if Odell Beckham doesn't play, I think you have to take Pittsburgh. Uh, Mayfield's not good under pressure, and the Steelers blitz a lot. So think, they could definitely get him off his you game. Think Cleveland will cover Claypool this week? Jesus, Eagles. That's the problem. I mean, you know, what... what what Pittsburgh team's going to show up? Well, it's Big Ben at home. It's always better than Big Ben on the road. I think you got to go Steelers either way. But I maybe have been underestimating the Browns. So I... I well, do, do you look at this at all? Does, 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 you know, we just talked about three-point game. Does this scream three-point game to you at all? No, not necessarily. 
I'd be hard. Let's just put it this way. I'd be hard pressed to take Cleveland in this situation. It's not a play for me. I'm not going to touch it. Sunday comes around. I might go a little small play on Pittsburgh, but that's, that's pretty much it for me. I wouldn't play Claypool. Don't look for Claypool to have a big game. They rarely go back to back like that. Um, I would look for Juju because Juju didn't do much last week. He's going to be on the field because uh, the Deontay Johnson, I think his name is, is not going to be in this week. So he's still going to be out there. Yeah. And I would get off the Eric Ebron train because um, Eric Ebron came through with his fumbles last week. Like he always does. Yeah. Like 40 yards. I mean, against a trashy Eagles defense that can't cover anybody's tight end. So everybody who's excited about Ebron, you know, happy with him in Detroit when he played years ago, I see him getting drafted in everybody's league very early. Um, I say early, I mean like eighth, ninth round, forget that guy. He's a bum. And not on that offense. All right, so next game is Baltimore coming to Philly. Steve, your thoughts on this game? I'm going to tell you right now, it scares me because... Now you got Lane Johnson out. You got Darius Slay questionable. Well, if Slay doesn't play, it's big problems because he's clearly become the leader on that defense. So does that mean Hollywood Brown has a big game? Gotta make that right <laughs> it might mean that every Raven in a uniform has a big game. This might be the Dobbins breakout game. Because if they go up big, you're going to see um, Harbaugh most likely start to rest some of these guys. And you'll see Dobbins get some carries, and I'm excited to see this guy play. I think if he gets some carries, he had like one for like 24 last week. I got him in most of my benches just waiting for something to happen to Ingram or for him to get his playing time. But I think he'd be dangerous in that offense with uh, Lamar Jackson. Yeah, so I made the mistake last week and not taking Baltimore because I thought the spread was too big, and it wasn't. So I don't think it's too big this week at nine and a half, especially if Lane Johnson's out. Well, and he is out. Lane Johnson. So the deal with Lane Johnson, for people that don't know, is the Eagles have won like one game when he's been out. Right? I don't think it's that dramatic. It's, but it's not that bad. It's it's it's, a, it's probably two or three games. I mean, he keep in mind he was out for a ten game suspension uh, at the beginning of the one season that they were horrible. So you know they did win some games in there, but that 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 offense can't move with the injuries that they have had um, on the line without him in there. So that's going to be props. The only thing is, is that <laughs> Eagles over a seven over a touchdown underdog at home. I mean, I know there's no fans in the stands, but how many times do you see that? I mean, that's that's tough. So you know, I don't know. It's a lot of points. I'm not gonna play it. You you're like not gonna Baltimore? play it because you're a homer. But otherwise, you would play it, and you know you would. <laughs> oh, Baltimore looks pretty good. All right, so next game up is Cincinnati. Let's go back to real quick because you know I did want to talk about this one thing. So, and it's for Baltimore. Baltimore's running misdirection offense is going to tear that linebackerless defense up. So, well, isn't that what the Rams did? Yeah, I mean they're, they're they really don't have any. I mean, I'm just thinking about it uh, from an offensive standpoint, right? Before we were talking, but from a defensive standpoint, before we're about to move on, I mean, they're going to get killed because you got no linebackers. I don't don't know if I like you saying this because as the Eagles fan, I mean, if you're saying Uh, that. But you got to keep in mind, in my mind, Baltimore's top two, top three team, right? In the league. And they run that run style offense, a misdirection. You see that uh, when the Rams came in a couple of weeks ago, they did a lot of line movement, guys um, adjusting 
and uh, their, their spot on the field on offense. And the Eagles didn't react well at all. So they did a lot of crossing routes, the same stuff oh. that Baltimore is going to be doing. It's going to oh. be problems for the Eagles. Might have to be a big uh, Andrews game, too, since you guys have not been doing very well with oh, the tight ends. Oh, this is huge, Mark Andrews. We can't cover any tight end. Yeah. Any tight end. So I would go Make all over Andrews. New. All right. You done? Yeah, I'm done. Okay. Let's all right. On. Next game is Cincinnati at Indianapolis. And... Indianapolis looked like crap last week. Philip Rivers, I you wasted twenty five dollars in Fanduel playing Philip Rivers as your quarterback. No, the funny thing is, I usually play like three dollar lineups, two dollar lineups, but I wanted to stick at the Jacqueline because she's so anti Philip Rivers, and I thought Philip Rivers was going to have a huge game, so Phillip. I lit him up as his starting quarterback in my like ten time the usual amount that I spend on a lineup and it backfired. I don't think Philip Rivers has ever won anybody money in daily fantasy. So well, I'm there's, there's plenty of other options. Just don't, don't play Philip Rivers ever. So I'm a little, now, I feel a little burn on Indy, but I'm not taking Cincy cause they stink. Now I will say this. <clears throat> I was giving Cincinnati a little bit of credit, but I feel like in looking at what happened last week in previous weeks, they had played teams that weren't very good. Um, on defense. And when they went to Baltimore last week, they met a team that was good on defense and they got smoked. They scored what three points. And that was a field goal at the very end of the game. So Indy for the issues with Phillip rivers and the issues on offense, they do have a very good defense. So I feel like it could be kind of a replay with a little less offense on Indy side. So I would definitely take Indy, um, and I think you can take them at seven. I'd rather it be seven than seven and a half because I don't know how much they're going to score. But I mean, Cincinnati's defense isn't that good either. So, yeah. I'm so would there be any fantasy players there? Jonathan Taylor, maybe? <laughs> uh, I mean, maybe if if they do go up and they just, you know, kind of run. I mean, I, I feel like to an extent they're trying to kind of hide Philip Rivers. What's up with Jack too, Doyle? So. I mean, they're running like a three tight end offense. Jack Doyle, you'd think would be. Well, scoring a lot that of points. Mo Alley Cox is out this week. Oh, is he? So that would boost. They have Trey Burton too, right? Trey, Trey Burton is back. I mean, they just didn't do anything last week. So, yeah, I mean, that's a little bit crowded tight ends. So with this one is of the them Philly out. Philly, by the way, Trey Burton was involved in that play. So I just thought oh, that was God. timely. You're going to, what year was that? The Super Bowl? 2018, 2017 season. 2018. You're, you're going to live in 2018. Listen, I'm going to... Forever, because they're never getting another one. <laughs> Trey Burton. Not loved, at this rate. Listen, I can't tell you how big of a Trey Burton fan I am. I think anybody in Philadelphia is a Trey Burton fan. All right. All right. Next game. The game of the week. Green Bay Packers heading into Tampa Bay. What a tough one. I'm constantly back and forth on this game. I don't know about you, but I, I can see both of them. I have to say that I am on Green Bay. Me too. Because I'm on Aaron Rodgers this year because he's just on a tear. I am really concerned about Tom Brady in Tampa Bay. I just don't think it's a good fit. I don't think him and Arians are a good combination. I don't think that Arians is anywhere the coach that Belichick is. And I just don't think it's going to be good. 
I mean, as much as I would like to say that Tom Brady is going to win this game because he had a rough outing last week against Nick Bowles, and he's going to come in and he's going to be that Tom Brady that we used to know. Um, I feel like that's somebody that we used to know. I just don't. I don't feel good about the whole thing going on in Tampa Bay. All right. So even though I'm torn, I feel like I know what's going to happen Sunday for me and where I'm going to go. So I'm going to kind of back into it here what my pick's going to be. But again, you shouldn't get crazy on this game. It's two really good teams. It's hard to predict. So I wouldn't get too nuts on this game. However, this is where I think I'm, I'm going to go. And the problem here for me is that I think Green Bay is the best team in the NFC and I really like Green Bay. So to go against them, you, you know, you, you almost have to have a screw loose at this point in the season to pick them against anybody or to pick them to lose against anybody. But what I'll tell you is this, and, and you make some good points because I've always known Arians as the air raid offense, like they're going to throw the ball downfield. And Tom Brady, quite frankly, doesn't have the arm strength to get the ball all the way downfield. He brings his boy Gronk in. That he loves to throw to the tight end. Arians does not like to throw to the tight end. He's going wide receiver all day. So I think there's some issues there. However, where I think this is good, you don't want Kumbaya this early in the season with Tom Brady. You want him to struggle a little bit, get that competitive juices going so that they're peaking at the right time heading into the playoffs. So I agree they look like they're a little off, but I fully expect them to get their act together. And later in the season, and we'll know by November whether they look like they're going to compete for a title. But here's the problem that I have going with Green Bay this week is that we I constantly talk about ebbs and flows of the season. And for me, this is a Green Bay bad spot because they're 4-0. Okay, they're going on the road. They uh, were a three-point dog to Tampa in the opening line. The public has bet that to one and in the pick in some places. So you could look at Green Bay giving up a couple points, by Sunday. Who knows, right? My point is Tampa Bay. If that happens now, all of a sudden, Tampa Bay is a home dog. The biggest point here is that... Tampa Bay is a home dog. Yeah, well, there's a it's a pick at some places. So they are a home dog. It could flip back down to a pick or Tampa before, by Sunday. But most places, you're right. It's showing minus one on the card. So my point is that Green Bay could be in a bad spot here. It is tough for Tom Brady to lose two games in a row, especially the way they lost that last game. They were frustrated. There was a lot of mistakes on the offensive line. It was kind of like a good loss. If there's ever like a good loss, talk about good loss in sports sometimes. Sometimes you got to like not blow your bullpen in baseball to save it for the next two days. Um, so you'll just take a loss and let let the runs keep piling in. In football, sometimes you need to come down, uh, get beat have a focused week of practice heading into the next week. And then the team looks a lot better. And I think that's, what's going to happen here for Tampa. So I'm kind of, I, I am leaning towards Tampa that could change two times before Sunday. Mm. It is the game of the week. I mean, it looks like the best game from a matchup perspective. Let's hope it's a good game. Put it that way for Tom Brady's sake. All right. Next game is the LA Rams at San Francisco. So last week, San Francisco got um, destroyed by Ryan Fitzpatrick. This is the Sunday night game, right? Uh, yes. 820 start, yeah. So my initial read on this game would be the Rams, just based on like record, recent performance. But I feel like it's kind of a spot where, I mean, you have a team that went to the Super Bowl last year in San Francisco. What's their record right now? 
Was it like two and three? San Francisco is two and three. The I Rams mean, they are need, four and one. They need a win. This is a division game. So the win against the Rams would be helpful. I mean, Jimmy G looked like crap last week. Like the ankle is still bothering him. Yeah, I think you so, got to throw that out last week. It's a rust. Get the rust off. Well, I mean, I read like an article on their website that says, oh, it's it's much better. It's definitely better. And it was just kind of like struck me like the way like you say that, like if you have to kind of say it twice, it's almost like you're trying to talk yourself into yeah. making it feel better. So I don't know if I buy it. So, I mean, that has me concerned. So I'm probably not going to play the game at all. <clears throat> all but, right, well, would you want me to jump in? I mean, I, yes. I like San Francisco here. I mean, I think if it's like you started to go down the path of the ebbs and flows of the season. You're looking at the schedule. You're looking at the um, the standings. San Fran's two and three. They lose this game to go to two and four, and the Rams go to five and one. So you're going to have a huge gap there. Plus, you got the Cardinals in between and Seattle sitting at top. So I don't think San Fran's going to check out of the division race this early. I think it's going to be a win. They go to three and three. Uh, Rams will go to four and two, make it a little closer. Um, I think that you throw that game last week out against a hungry Dolphins team who we know that I like. Um, they played really well and it just went steam it's what it was one of those games that just steamrolled downhill and kept momentum and Garoppolo wasn't in shape or you know at the point where he could you know change things once it started to spiral so they they took him out they put Beathard in the second half um that will not happen again this game I don't think the Rams are that strong San Fran again it's another division matchup uh, well, and I think it's also kind of a coaching battle because they're both two kind of young coaches that kind of work together and I guess kind of rival each other. So I kind of do think that Kyle Shanahan is the more, more polished, more seasoned. Um, He's smarter, I guess like just more like, I mean, he's probably like working hard this week to try to figure out how to, you know, do you think you think that he'll put together a better game plan against the Rams than the Rams will put, yeah, I mean, I think he's Fran. better at kind of working with what he has. I agree. And making it, coming up with a game plan that can work based on the personnel that he has right now because they do have a lot of injuries. Well, here's the scary part. This this game opened up as San Fran at home, a three-point favorite. They're now a three-point underdog. There's a six-point swing. Yeah. Is there a major injury that should cause a six-point swing? You know, so mm-hmm. a lot of this is uh, betting public, uh, heavy on the Rams. Yeah. I don't, I don't buy it. I take San Fran. Yeah. So, I mean, that's where I would be. I just don't know if I can, I can do it. So I might just avoid. And then, all right, next game is the New York Jets are traveling to Miami. So we have Adam Gase returning to Miami where he used to coach. And this is not the first time that they've played, obviously, because they're in the same division. But um, you have to take Miami. I mean, it's pretty bad when you got the Miami Dolphins as a nine and a half point favorite. Joe Flacco, still but I think you got You got to take it all day. You got um, Le'Veon Bell now out of New York, gone. And that's just like I don't know, like what dirt Adam Gase has on like the owner of the team or what. But like, how is he the one that leaves New York? And Le'Veon ends up in Kansas City. So unbelievable. Yeah, I mean, he definitely. Unfortunately, I mean, I feel like. It is Ryan Fitzpatrick. He had a great game last week. I don't know that Fitz magic strikes twice. 
So, but it's the Jets. So, I mean, what are you going to do? From a season-long perspective, I made I, I made bets on either, both of these teams for win totals. The Jets were the only team that I played the under. So they got to stay at under six. That doesn't look like it's going to be a problem. The Dolphins got to go over six and a half. What's the Dolphins record? Two and three? The Dolphins? Yeah, they oh. got two wins. Okay. Yeah, so they're two and three. The Jets are 0 and five. But the Jets are horrible. Like, I don't like the Jets. Here's the problem for me is that I like the Dolphins a lot, and I like them in that underdog role where people aren't expecting them and they're starting to get stronger um, with all that young talent they have on the team. I do not like them in a nine-point, ten-point favorite role against anybody as much as I hate the Jets. So you're saying you will, you would take the Jets? I'm saying I wouldn't touch it. I mean, really? I think well, I think a lot of people after here's here's the problem. I mean, nobody wants to be the team that loses to the Jets. No, Miami, especially the Dolphins, because they used to have Gase as their coach, well, right? Believe me, last week was a huge win for Miami. It wasn't lost on them. Like they're they were celebrating. So you have a young team that's learning how to win. They maybe over-celebrate a big win like this one in San Francisco, and they have a letdown because they're not as focused the next week. You've seen it a million times. I agree, the but Dolphins can you have a letdown versus the Jets? That's the big question. That's why if this was anybody else than the Jets, I would be all over them. And if it's anybody else quarterback, if, if, if Sam Darnold was the quarterback tonight this week, I would take the Jets. However, as much as you know, Joe Flacco, go Blue Hens. I, I I love Joe Flacco. I do not. Joe Flacco is done. Stick a fork in him. And with Miami's swarming defense, I think <laughs> I'm almost talking myself back into Miami. It's just a ton of points. I'm, it's I'm, a lot of for points me, for Miami. It's a don't play. I'm going to play it. Survivor pool all day. <laughs> just no hope, that, hope that Ryan Fitzpatrick doesn't throw a pick on the first drive of the game. Then you'll know you're in trouble. <laughs> That's the other thing you know. Look, look is Fitzpatrick used to play against for the Jets. Well, he used right? to play football, but you can say that with what six other teams too. Yeah, it's true. It's <laughs> not much. He played. He played for everybody in the division. I think. All right, Denver, New England. Want this one jumps back to a one o'clock game. This is the final one o'clock game. Can I just say one thing Absolutely. before we even talk about this game? Hey, half this podcast is yours. So, this game was supposed to be last week, right? but they didn't play it because of the whole COVID thing. Right. And it came out kind of in the media that the real reason that the NFL canceled that game was because the Patriots didn't feel comfortable playing it. And I just feel like that was Bill Belichick buying time for Cam Newton to be able to play. Again. No doubt. So he's a I mastermind. Just, I mean, he's, he, he's going to tweak the rules to, to his advantage in any way possible. Now, what do you mean you don't feel comfortable playing? Yeah. Well, and I think you don't feel it, comfortable taking a field without Cam Newton. And it's questionable whether Cam Newton was going to be able to play last week. Right. right? Yeah. <laughs> so it was like that 10 day rule. So buying, he bought himself time. I think that um, if it comes down to it, Bill Belichick probably cares more about um, winning football games than dying of COVID. So, I agree. All right. That said, do you have a take on the game? <laughs> he cares about as much as COVID as Trump does. Um, I like, first of all, this is probably my survivor pick, New England. I'm now, gonna, I don't know. I think Drew Locke is questionable still, but it kind of sounds like he's trending toward playing. Yeah. So it, it gets tough if, true, if Drew Locke is playing. I do like Drew Locke. Nine and a half points is a lot. 
Um, you got to consider that with Drew Locke, they could keep it within the number. Without Drew Locke, I, I love New England. Without Drew Locke, you, you got to take New England with the line. Regardless, you play New England in the survivor pool. Yeah, I mean, nine points is a lot, but I think you got to get I, – I would probably take it. The two survivor pools are Miami and New England, right? Miami – Well, you should definitely use Miami, right? Because, well, I mean, yeah. how often are you really comfortable with Miami? Well, you're going to get the Jets again. True. Depending All on right. how, Maybe you save how, how far this out. But by then, it could, Adam Gase could be gone, so maybe it's a better Jets team. Yeah, that's true. I don't know. But if they're tanking and they're going to trade everybody. All right. Anyways, they got they have the Jets again in week 12. So this is week six. You got to get through another six weeks. So ah, it's tough to plan that week because a lot of these survivor pools don't go that long. Yeah, I would yeah. take the Jets for sure. All right. The Dolphins. So, yeah. Whatever. I said the Jets, but I meant Miami. All right. So we good on that game? Yeah. All right. On. So these are, I guess, the Monday night games, right? Yeah, we the last have two games. Arizona at Dallas, which is technically the last game, the eight o'clock game. So obviously Dak Prescott is out. We have Andy Dalton stepping in. And I think in general, Andy Dalton is not necessarily that much of a step down. I mean, he's a capable quarterback. But the one thing, and I've, I've heard, you know, listen to the radio and stuff, and nobody has mentioned this, but Andy Dalton in prime time is a thing. His record in prime time is 6-19-1. So... I think you have to take Arizona there. Wow, that's a really bad record. Um, it's totally a thing. The problem is Dallas I've sucked before Dak got hurt, but Dak was moving him up and down the field. So it's not like Dalton can come in and spark this offense to more wins. Now, I did notice like when he came in, because Michael Gallup has kind of been like an afterthought now that CeeDee Lamb is in there. He connected, huh? Yeah. A lot. So I think from a fantasy I mean, perspective, you have to consider that as yeah. Gallup Gallup. So Gallup was a guy I think a lot of people had their eye on for season long fantasy. And he was drafted where, you know, he probably wasn't drafted much the years prior. Um, expected him to do well this season. A lot of talk about how well he's improved um, in the off season. And then C.D. Lamb came and, along. And, yeah. And he's done nothing. Right. And then you get the other guy, Wilson, I think, number 11, the tall, tall, skinny guy. Um, so you've had a lot of targets, but all of a sudden here steps in the red rifle and Andy Dalton hits him and, and he has a huge second half. So you know how it is. Sometimes quarterbacks just sync up with receivers and they have a huge connection. We know Gallup has the ability. So it's, I think it's definitely somebody you want to take a look at picking up on your roster. If uh, he's out there, definitely look to play him in Fandle. Um, well, and, 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 get them pretty, well, and unfortunately, cheap. this is the Monday night game, so they're not going to be on the main oh, slate. You so you got to yeah. go to DraftKings. But um, and the other thing, obviously, Dallas is not very good on defense. You have Arizona coming in with um, DeAndre Hopkins. So yeah, would, what's your pick? You like Arizona? Yeah, I definitely. That's, that's huge. Prime time anti Dalton. I like Arizona too. Um, yeah, I do. I just was going to say something else, and I forget what it was. I'm sorry. Did I cut you off? The only thing that has me a little worried is um, it seems like Kyler Murray's been throwing a lot of interceptions lately. So that's my only concern. But, yeah, I mean, I think DeAndre Hopkins versus um, Andy Dalton in prime time, I think, um, Arizona. Now that's a later game Monday, right? Yeah. So the earlier game is Kansas City and Buffalo. So Buffalo, 
So this was supposed to be last night's game, but it got pushed because of the COVID issues last week. It's okay. We had base playoff baseball on. That would have hurt a little bit more in a couple weeks. So it's Kansas City at Buffalo. Now, I don't know what to make of because Josh Allen was really on a roll, and I feel like the Titans kind of put a stop to it, and I don't know if that's kind of like... Does Le'Veon get any touches in this game? I think he will. not eligible to play. Oh, why? Because you you can't uh, play in the week you get traded? I don't know what the rule is, but he's not eligible to play. I know that. So... um, now, the one thing, and I've heard a lot about this, I think they talked about it during the game and stuff, that, and I remember Belichick doing this when they played, like, last year or the year before, that Patrick Mahomes is much better against um, zone coverage versus um, man coverage. So teams have been only rushing three and kind of protecting in the secondary, and then that kind of is maybe what explains their less dominance lately. Okay, yes, yeah, so they're starting to figure them out. Uh, well, let me tell you something that Buffalo is not stupid. Their well, defense that's, I guess, is strong. My, my question is that can, will Buffalo kind of follow that game plan and maybe be able to stymie? I also think part of it, maybe you might argue with me about this, but um, Clyde Edwards Hilaire, he had that one week, the, the first week where he looked pretty good. But since then, like, we really haven't seen a lot of them. And even in that first game, even though he had a lot of yardage, he was fine in the open field. He got stuffed at the goal line like four times. Um, he was definitely hyped up as if he was the second coming of Walter Payton. He hasn't um, really caught many passes. Um, so, I mean, that could be part of the issue, and maybe that'll get remedied next week when um, Le'Veon Bell is able to play. They didn't get Le'Veon to sit him, so but let's talk about this week. What do you like a play here? I love Kansas or I, I'm sorry, I like Buffalo here. I don't know. I worry about kind of both sides. Like I, I feel like maybe Josh Allen was just kind of getting lucky because he he wasn't running really in the first few weeks of the season. He was throwing and he threw two picks last week. Maybe he's kind of coming back down to earth. So I worry that maybe Buffalo can't keep up with Kansas City, but I feel like if they go in with maybe a good defensive game plan, they can keep it close. But I don't really have a strong feel. I mean, is Kansas City going to lose two games in a row? I mean, they just that's got tough. beat by Oakland last week. Yeah, that's tough. But they're going on the road. I think this is actually a really good spot for Buffalo coming up because are they going to lose two games in a row? I mean, they're four, four and one, right? Um. I don't know. I'm a. I I think this is a good spot for Buffalo. I love Kansas City more. They're a better team, clearly. Um, but I think coming off that loss, the way that Sean McDermott coaches that defense and gets them ready to play, and like you said, they seem to have figured something out on Mahomes. Uh, so hopefully, they you know he still you say figured him out. He still scored what twenty some points, but they didn't get much in the second half, right? Last week. Well, I mean, I feel like other than the the Ravens game, I mean, they haven't really looked like that dominant force that they, they... struggled against mightily against the Chargers. Yeah. So that's why I like Buffalo. I mean, you're gonna go up to Buffalo. I I think this is the coming out party, right? They were hoping that it was last week against the Titans on uh, national television spotlight, but I think this is the one where um, 
you know, if they beat Kansas City at home, move the five and one. Um, oh, it's a statement you. game. It would be a statement if they beat the Chiefs. I just don't know if they can do it. So, well, here's the main thing is you're, you're getting four and a half points. The line keeps going up. So, well, I like a spot where I'm getting more than a field goal. And I have Buffalo at home. I would need more, like, closer to a touchdown to feel comfortable. At the end of the day, it's tough. It, it, this is a tough game. These are two really good teams, right? But, yeah, I mean, I guess we'll we'll learn a lot after this game is played. So, yeah. all right. So, I'm going on the record. Buffalo. You got Kansas City in this game? No, I don't. Oh, okay. I don't want to. I don't want to play. I don't want to. Okay. <laughs> all right. So, do you have any... Um, strong takes or um, underdogs of the week that you would like to play, Steve? Underdogs of the week? Yeah. Um, you know, I like I like Houston. I like Houston a lot this week. Okay. As an underdog. Yeah, I don't really have an underdog play. I would consider if Chark plays Jacksonville at home. As a home dog, um, but it doesn't look good for Chark. So we kind of talked about just staying away. Um, I really want to do the whole two-team parlay thing like I did last week because I felt like like the safest bet I've ever made in my life. Um, but I don't have it this week. I just really don't like the schedule a whole lot. It's a tough one. Everybody should play smart. Be conservative. So... I really like, I, I really, especially if Locke doesn't play, I love New England. Well, and there's some games, like, I feel like if if um, Odell Beckham doesn't play, then I think that makes um, Pittsburgh a lot safer of a bet. Same thing, like, if Shark doesn't play for Jacksonville, that makes Detroit a safer bet. So you got to kind of look at some of these um, injuries and see where where they're at come Sunday. Can we go back? I know I'm all over the place about Philly and Baltimore, but there's one thing we didn't talk about. We got to throw this out there because they're a huge. They're, they're getting a lot of points. I just keep staring at the number. It's too many points. It's too many points for an Eagles fan. Is Deshaun Jackson? He's out. He's already Is he out. already to find out? Is yeah, about, I looked at the list. About Alshon. And he was on it. I didn't mention him because I don't even feel like he's relevant to that uh, NFL at this point. What about Alshon? Because this, this is what he did last year. He came in, he played one game at least last year. He had like two touchdowns, a monster game, and then we didn't see him for the rest of the year. Alshon's not playing either. They should just keep these guys out. Oh, develop God. the young guys. Oh, I'm sorry. I can't believe I brought it all the way back to the Eagles again. You got that guy. What's his name? Fulgham or something? Fulgham. He looks good, man. This guy's hungry. He was cut by like four teams. He had a ton of receiving yards last week. He did. And they still got uh, G Ward, so. Yep, yep, yep. All right, on that note. On that note, we're out.